Seems like quite the uh, revival has been taking place here. We, uh, I remember reading stories when <clears throat> Billy Sunday would go into cities and start preaching, and he hated alcohol and had been a drunk himself, and so he hated it, and so he'd go after that pretty hard, and they'd go into a lot of those cities, and he'd start preaching, and people get saved and shut down the liquor stores and the the bars, and some of the people didn't like him too much, and so I can only imagine what was going on in the city of Ephesus. Paul had been there for two and a half years, and uh, definitely God's hand was upon him, and, and we see that wherever he went, that people were being saved, and, and churches were getting started, and we know that there was already a church here, and and so he was helping uh, give it some ability and, and teaching and preaching, and, and there were a lot of good things that were taking place. And we, we need to really listen to what God is telling us here and, and why he recorded this, because there, there are always going to be challenges. And when there are good things coming and and uh, we see good things, then we know that there's going to be a great opposition against that. And I, uh, I praise the Lord for the good things that have been taking place and are taking place at uh, Platte Valley. And, and uh, uh, definitely our theme uh, this year bodes well for what God has been doing in our lives, that all the earth may know that there is a God. And he seems to continue to give us opportunity after opportunity to share the gospel with many and and uh, with that, we know that there are trials and there's opposition that comes, and and we just need to continue to be faithful, even as Paul was, and and see what God can do. And and so uh, we get into this, and and here we have we've gotten to the point where we see all these things coming uh, coming around. We see Paul; God has given him some great power. I mean, there there are people that are. Uh, just wanting to get a touch of Paul and and to be healed, even as they did with Jesus, and and God had had given him these uh, these things, and and uh, uh, they were wrought from God, is, is what the scriptures had said, and and but now with that and all these good things coming, and all these things that are happening that are good, we see the opposition of revival in these last few verses here of of. Uh, Acts chapter 19, starting with verse 21. In verses 21 through 28, we're going to see the rebellion. And after these things were ended, and, and here when we see the things that were ended, the, the thing that we need to focus on, that all these things that had taken place, verse 20 said, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So the word of God, God was using that, and the Holy Spirit was taking that and convicting people and and. God was being honored, souls were being saved, people were growing and, and uh, learning more of the Scripture, and, and the Word of God was prevailing. And, and after these things were, were ended, Paul purposed in the Spirit, when he passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem saying, after I have been there, <clears throat> I must also see Rome. So he went into Macedonia, two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. And at the same time, there arose no small stir about that way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain 
under the craftsmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation and said, Sirs, ye know that by this craft we have our wealth. This is our prosperity. This is how we are making a living by, by uh, making these uh, uh, small temples and the idols of, of uh, uh, Diana. Moreover, you see in here that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people, saying that they be no gods which are made with hands, so that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised, and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worshipeth. And when they heard these things, they were full of wrath, and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And so here we see the rebellion. We see the, the business leaders, and, and especially Demetrius had come and, and came to the other uh, uh, business leaders of the city and, and uh, was, was very upset because they were losing business. And, and it sure seemed to me, in, in, when I look at this, maybe I'm making uh, assumptions here that, that aren't so true. It just doesn't seem like Demetrius was really a loyal follower of Diana he was more of a loyal follower of the money that Diana was making him. And so he goes to these other men, and, and in this then, we, we see the business leader's prosperity was threatened, and, and, and we know that this is the world's view of, of finances and, and, and how everything is a, a matter of how much money we make and living in that prosperity. And, and in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10 Remember, it tells us, it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And it, it is the love of money that, that has been the downfall of many people and, and how we, we need to understand that that isn't at all what, what we ought to be looking at. And here we see that, that their worth, a world's worth is only about that which they make in, in uh, money. But uh, Luke, and, and uh, we, we know in Luke chapter 12, a, a powerful passage starting with verse 13, it says, And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he may divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And he, made, he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast... Much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, thou hast much goods laid up for many, or thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. See, the world says to live for self. Remember Thane preaching that message Sunday and reading the articles about how you find true happiness is by living for yourself. Well, it's totally opposite of what God tells us, and, and we know that true happiness only comes by doing that which God tells us. 
us and being obedient to him. And, and here we see that this is totally opposite. And we see that, that Demetrius and what he considered his happiness was, was being threatened by this Paul. And so uh, his prosperity was being threatened. And, and so then we see that it, it causes them uh, to, to be full of wrath. And, and it says that when they heard these things, they were full of wrath and cried out. They were screaming and they were yelling and they were uh, full of this. And remember, uh, I preached a message just a couple of weeks ago on, in Psalm uh, chapter 2 and verse 1, and it says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Oh, our world is so in love with our money, and, and, and our world is so in love with the idea of, of recreation and, and, and work and spending all their time making their money. And, you know, I find it sad. I, I don't know if... if uh, you, you ever saw this, but I'd like to go back and see what all the present presidents have done. And, and, and uh, I, I found it interesting that, and, and I'm not bragging him up, you know, for what he, what he has, it's, it's really, it's nothing, but President Trump gives away his entire uh, salary that he makes as a president. What is it, 400 and some thousand dollars a year or whatever, gives it away. Found it interesting that with all the money that President Obama made, he gave less than $10,000 a year to anything, to anything. And, and I find it sad that, that uh, it, and I don't, I don't go nosing, it's my wife's business, but, but I asked my wife, and, and she does a lot of taxes for other people, and, and I said, do it, does everybody, are, are, everybody that you're working with, do they give to something? And she says, no, there's some that don't give anything. Nothing to anything. Keep everything that they have, and and I find it sad that that we live in such a selfish, selfish world today. And oh, how we ought to be willing to give ourselves away, and and that that we ought to understand that that truly God has made us and 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 gifted us and equipped us to to live for Him, and how we live for Him is by serving others, and how. We truly ought to learn how to be servants. And, and even our leaders of today, whether it be in politics or whether it be business owners or, or those in our church, that, that truly we need to understand that we need to have a servant leadership mentality. We need to learn how to serve each other. And, and here we see that the only thing that the world cares about is, serving, is, is seeking money. No service at all. And so we see here that that uh, the, this is the, the rage of the world, and they're upset because of, of what Paul is teaching them. And so they do the, 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 the next uh, a natural thing that comes to a, uh, a, a, a wicked, worldly-minded person as they riot. Verses 29 through 34. And it says, And the whole city was filled with confusion, tumult. I mean, they're yelling and screaming and carrying on and having caught Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel, they rushed with one accord into the theater. You see, the thing that happens in the world and in this rage, and, and then they bring along this riot, is that innocent people are hurt. We see that today in our world, do we not? We, we see the, the, the idiocy of, of riots today and those who are hiding them, uh, their identities behind a mask, and and, it, and we see that it's innocent people that are that are harmed in this, and and so these two are are taken, and and certain, and and then it goes on, and it says that 
that uh, not only those guys, but then it says, and when Paul would have entered in into, under the people, the disciples suffered him not. Paul said, look, I got to go in there. I, I got to stop this, and, and, and I need to help these guys. And, and, and the, the disciples were saying, Paul, you can't go in there because they're going to do much more to you than what they are to Gaius and Aristarchus. They, they'll kill you if you go in there. And it wasn't only them that said that, but then it says, and certain of the chief of Asia. There were elected officials, and, and it could have even been some of the cult leaders of the day were looking at Paul and telling them, look, we have no control of this, Paul, and you could be killed. And they were certain of the chief of Asia, which were his friends, sent unto him, desiring him, that he would not adventure himself into the theater. And then, we see that in this rioting that innocents are harmed, but it also is just confusing. And some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused. They're, they're stirred up, they're troubled, they're jumbled, and they're not sure what's happening. And the more part knew not wherefore they were come together. They didn't even know why they were there. They were just in the middle of it. And so we see that, that it is human nature and how how Satan wants to stir us up and, and get us into some confusion and, 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 and some kind of uh, tumult and fighting and, and bickering going on. And, and so often we don't even know what's going on. And, and that is not God, the author of that. God is not the author of confusion. And we know that Satan is the one that, that is doing this because for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. Oh, how good our God is. And here the world is going to try to riot and confuse and, and get our minds off, off of what we need to be focused on. And, and if, we're, if we're really going to have revival in our own lives and, and we're going to have revival in our church and we're going to have revival in this community, then, then we have to continue to shut off the noise and, and not allow Satan to come in and stir things up and and, and here we see that that is exactly what, what he was trying to do and, and causes a rebellion and then brings about this riot. And he, and he goes on and he says, and they drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. Here he was, he was a Jew. And Alexander beckoned with his hand and would have made his defense unto the people. He would have defended himself. But when they knew that he was a Jew, all with one voice about the space of two hours, cried out, great is Diana, of the Ephesians. They wouldn't hear him. Didn't want any part of it. But then, you know what I like? I, I like, and, and Dan McCandless quoted this verse in uh, his letter, that 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, that, that uh, whatever the trial is that God gives us, we will be able to bear with his help. And he also gives us a way of escape. But he also tells us that even when we're in those, those, those trials, that he tells us over in Galatians, I think, be ye not weary in well-doing. And so we need to continue to do what's right and, and, and understand that, that in, in these times of trial, that, that sometimes after those trials and we go through those trials and, and we have a victory in that trial, that God gives us a reprieve. That's the third thing the reprieve, verses 35 through 41. There's these times of trial, but there's also whenever we can weather the storm that, that we see that God gives us this time of trial and our character is determined 
by being faithful during both of those times, whether it be during the trial or whether it be during the reprieve. God controls all things and even the lost world, and look what he does. And when the town clerk had appeased the people, he said, You men of Ephesus, what man is there that knoweth not how that the city of the Ephesians is a worshiper of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Jupiter? Seeing then that these things cannot be spoken against, ye ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. Don't, don't, don't act out rashly. Don't, don't do something thoughtlessly and, and recklessly. And this is an unsaved man giving them this kind of advice. It's good advice that we ought to listen to ourselves, that, that he's given to us too. And so, for you have brought hither these men, which are neither robbers of churches, nor yet blasphemers of your goddess, Wherefore, if Demetrius and the craftsmen which are with him have a manner against any man, the law is open, and there are deputies, let them implead one another. You know something that, that jumped out at me the other day, and I don't, I don't know if I have the correct answer or not, but did you see what he said? He said that Paul was not a blasphemer of Diana. It's interesting, isn't it? You know what I think, and, and this is my own speculation, Okay. You know, when I, when I was younger, I even did a, we did a series on, on the cults and what they believe. However, the older I've gotten, the less I focus on what the cults believe. Because you know what you'll find with a cult is they change the vernacular. They'll, they'll change the meaning of their words. Now, their doctrine, for the most part, is still what it's always been, but they'll change the wording and so you, you spend all of your time arguing. It seems like what they like to do is put you on the defense. And, and I've just gotten to the point where all we need to do is whatever they say, don't argue with them, just give them the truth. Give them the truth. I believe that that's all Paul did. I believe that Paul went in there and he didn't say a bunch of bad things by naming Diana by name because this is what's going to happen. You're going to lose your head and you're going to lose your test. You're not, you're not going to have any power to testify to them and witness to them if you're dead. And so he goes in and, and he preaches against Diana by just giving them the truth. It is the truth we need to give. I mean, it's the gospel of Christ that, that's going to change someone's heart and bring them to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And, and, and when you preach the truth, and, and, and you are authentic in, in the Scripture, and just, here it is, this is what the Bible says, God can and will use that to break the hearts of those around. It is God's Word that's the hammer that breaks the stone. And so, oh, how often we need to make sure that, that we are preaching the Word and teaching the Word and, and, and not just wanting to fight and, and bicker and, and you, you get nowhere with anyone and, and here. I don't know. That's my explanation for it, why he was able to say that. But then he goes on and he says, but if ye inquire anything concerning other matters, it shall be determined in a lawful assembly. And then he goes and he says, for we are in danger to be called in question for this day's uproar. And that's to the Roman government. That's what he's saying. We, we are going to be in trouble here. We are under Roman rule here. And, and if we are going to come in and do this lawlessness, then we are a lawbreaker, and we're going to pay for this. And now we are jeopardizing our own selves 
in what we're doing. There being no cause whereby we may give an account of this concourse. When he had thus spoken, he dismissed the assembly. And I just, I find it interesting that, that in all of this, that, that, that God always takes care of his own, however way that he wants. And in this case, he took an unsaved man, and he used this unsaved man, and it saved his men. And it reminds you of Proverbs 21 and verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever he will. Oh, how good our God is. What we need to focus on is when, when we see revival and we see God doing great things amongst us and in, in our church body, in our family, then we need to know that there's going to be opposition. And it'll come through rebellion. It can come through the noise of riot of the world and the heathen raging. But there's always a reprieve. We need to weather the storm Stay faithful to him and see God bless. And we will. And we do. And we see that our faith grows as we follow him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. How challenging it is to see what you did in, in Paul's life and Gaius and Aristarchus and Alexander and, and Luke, who, who was uh, eyewitness to all of this and and Lord, I'm sure that their, their faith grew even stronger seeing your hand of protection upon them and in the boldness that they had. Lord, help us, help us always to be bold. Help us always to be challenged to share our faith with those around and, and doing so because we love you. And because we love you, that that love is shed in our hearts and it brings a love that we should have for others. And I pray your blessings. I pray you guide us and use us and bless us. I pray that you be with these service, this service on Friday, that you will be honored and glorified. You'll give me the, the words to say from your scripture that will bring honor and glory to you, that it will land upon tender hearts. I pray you bless each one that comes from our church body that helps to serve and to, to be a servant and, and, and be used so that, that we can uh, just be here to, to help those to have a settled mind while they, they hear your word. And Lord, I thank you for this evening. I pray you encourage each one who's here in Jesus' name. Amen.